Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. You heard Quishuk mention, and Pat spoke about it on the show today as well, this new survey by News Talk that was launched this morning. And it's found that the average monthly creche cost, this is in Dublin, has jumped by over 20% since News Talk carried out a very similar survey back in 2018. The national monthly average for childcare, according to the research, €746 uh, a month. And the research found that 16 out of the 26 counties actually have lower averages than in 2018. Mary is with us on the line in Westmead. Mary, what's your childcare situation? Um, Hi, Andrea. So at the minute we're being separate childcare providers. So I've one child in a creche. Um, so she's in the ECE scheme. So that is a bit of a help. So it's about um, €500 a month. But then obviously when the schools close, um, that scheme is gone for those, that particular time. So in months like October, December, February, you know, your Easter holidays, and then in the summertime, that's full pace. That can go up to anything up to €300, €350 more. Um, so that's just my crash. And then I've got two children in an after-school service. So that's €130 Euros a week. Um, so, yeah, it's quite expensive. Like, it can range from 1100 to about €1,400 Euros a month. Why, €1,400 quid a month? And that's for four, is that, is that what you said? That's for, three, that's for three children. Three. Yeah. Um, so I, I suppose for me, I find the most frustrating thing is the ECCE scheme. I think when the schools close, that stops, and I'm paying full pay for her, which is €45 Euros a day. Um, so that, that's like that's a massive increase for me every month, and it, it can be regular enough. Like it, it coincides with the school holidays. And what's your like? How how difficult does this make um, the working situation and the decisions around that? Then, Mary. Well, it's very hard. I mean, it's regimental. You know, the days are set, so I have to pay for them whether they're in or not. Um, so I have to kind of balance my holidays and any parental leave I want to take around days that they are in childcare because I have to pay for it whether they're there or not. Um, like we're both working full time. Um, I take a parental leave day a week now just to help with the cost of childcare. But lately I've started to increase my annual leave per week. So I'm trying to take a few hours during the week as well just to cut down so that I can actually collect them from school or I can collect my daughter after preschool. So it just cuts out that crash time in the afternoon mm. um, but it's very difficult like you know you're, you're getting them up at 4 to 7 in the morning I don't collect them until 6 o'clock in the evening they're absolutely wrecked I'm wrecked there's no quality time with the kids you're just rushing all the time get them home get them fed try and look over their homework like there's no interest they've, they've done their homework in after school so there's no interest in that and they're just exhausted like come Wednesday Thursday evening you know, they're just <laughs> like briars. So I, for me, I feel I'm missing out on the mammy time, the, you know, giving them their home-cooked dinner when they come in, talking to them. And I suppose like my eldest state, my next child is six, and I feel they're really coming to a time in their life where they need that bit of security. And I just feel I've just been pulled and dragged up to now, but we've had to do it because we've both had to work. Um, so that that's a massive thing for me. I'm kind of coming to a point where I'm thinking you know, do I need to reduce my hours or do I have to actually give up my job? Because I don't think a career break is an option. Like, I have a good job. I'm in the HSE. 
but I need to be there. I'm a manager, so I have to be there X amount of time during the week. It's not feasible for me to take extra hours off. I just wouldn't be able to do my job to the requirement that it needs. So my husband's the breadwinner, so really it's down to me to make that decision. Um, I know Pat Kenny had a guy on, I think he was like um, a financial advisor, and he was saying to kind of just bear in mind the long-term sort of aim of your pension and trying to save money for when the kids, you know, take the hit now that they're in childcare and you have to pay this huge amount of money, but there will come a time when they're not, obviously, and you want to think about your own financial security. But for me, I just find that the kids need me. Um, I think that that's just weighing on my mind. There's an element of guilt as well. And I think that if I can afford it, if we can afford it as a family, I probably will make the decision to reduce hours or even give up my job so that I can be there for them okay. and then maybe w- worry about that in the long term. But pension and things is obviously a massive yeah. factor and yeah. stays on your mind as well but it, it's just so expensive and after your childcare I've got mortgage I've got the shopping I've got diesel you've got your household bills your ESB I've I've no money I've no um, nothing left over like at the end of the month by the time I pay all that so it's like you know, it's, there's a knock-on effect in everything and it's very stressful. 53106 is the number if you want to, just like Mary today, share how you are affected by childcare costs. Mary, stay with us because Ruth is joining us in um, from Kildare as well. Ruth, like, well, what's your experience when you hear Mary talking there about the cost of all of this well, and the considerations? Well, firstly, I, I, you know, I empathise with Mary. I know exactly where she's coming from. Now, I'm fortunate I have one child um, he's at a stage now where he's going into into kind of, I suppose, kind of the higher level of primary school. So he's a little bit more self-sufficient. But I remember when he was a child and the financial strain of having one child in a crash that put on us as a family. And then I suppose the decision of could you afford to have more children because and that the, because the cost of childcare was so high and the stress that that put on you. So, I mean, I have an only child and my son continues to go to um, now, I'm fortunate since I spoke to you last, I've actually moved into public service. So I have a little bit more flexibility, I suppose, because I work from a hybrid model. So I'm actually able to drop into school uh, most of the days and I'm able to actually collect him two of the days now during the week. But he's still in he's still in after school three days a week. And like Mary, when it comes to out of school term time, he will be in crash a number of days a week. And again, whether he goes in or whether he doesn't go in, I still have to pay for that. So, you know, like I know, for example, he's not going to be in for a lot of August between holidays and everything else. But again, that's a a fee that I still have to pay for that time. And I think myself, the actual model of the subsidies is very rigid. There's no flexibility in it. And while I have an absolutely amazing creche and they are so flexible, they are so supportive, they will do everything they can to help us, you know, I have to say, you know, in terms of what I pay out monthly based on the number of hours my son's actually physically there, it's extremely expensive, you know, when you look at it from that point of view. So I can understand Mm. Mary having to make that life-changing decision, whether or not. And again, like, I think, like, you know, I don't want to be sexist here, but, you know, an awful lot of the time that falls to the mother, you know, in a lot of respects. So, you know, like, having to make the career decision of, do you give up your career and your job to have that quality time and I understand what a financial expert saying about think of the long term you know um, 
outcomes that that may have yeah. for you as a family. But you also have to think of the psychological impact on your children if you're constantly rushing them, constantly loading them into a car, bringing them in, rush, 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 rush. And it's even the same for me, even the days I do collect, you know, by the time you get home, it's dinner and you have to. If you get the subsidy, you're set the amount of hours per week that you have to have your child there. And that the creche has to submit that is my understanding on a weekly basis. So let's say, for example, if you're you're constantly watching that, have I gone below the hours? Have I gone below above the hours? What way am I, you know, in terms of my hours? And I suppose that's all a factor that you have to consider when you have a child. And, you know, it's an additional stress that if you're working and you're trying to mind other children and you're trying to just manage day to day things that has an impact on a family. Mary, you know. did, when you're listening to Ruth there, and I know you mentioned like the crossroads you're at with your your own career and maybe choosing to to stay at home, but is um, if the subsidies or the scheme was reworked in some way, would that change things for you? Um, probably would. To be honest, um, like I suppose I feel I'm having a double hit. Like I'm working full time, I still have no disposable income. And I'm not getting to spend time, quality time with my kids, you know. Um, so even the ECCE scheme, like just during COVID, that I was so frustrated by that. Like the creches reopened for frontline workers. So I was able to send my child into the creche, but I had to pay full whack because the schools were closed. So the ECCE scheme was gone. So, and then now I'm coming, coming into the summertime and that's when my childcare peaks because I have to pay somebody, like if I leave her in the crash, it's full pay because the schools are closed and my kids are off. So I'll probably have to take her out, get them all minded at home. But you're looking at 100 to 120 euros a day and I've had to pay that before. I mean, I think there was a couple of years ago, my childcare exceeded 2,000 euros a month. It's, it's just crazy, but you just do it because, mm. you know, you just have to keep going. You just have to do it. You have to get them minded and you want them minded as best as you can. Um, I, I think that you know, I know he was talk- Pat was talking about subsidies this morning, but I don't think we'd even fit the criteria. Like, we've two good jobs, two good wages, but there's just so much expense that, you know, we're getting by, but we're not exactly, you Living. know, loaded right. Yeah. Like, we're trying to put savings by for the kids' future. I don't think we'd even get, I, if it was means tested, I don't think we'd even fit it. Qualify. We'd like okay. squeezed all the time, you know. Mary Simons is a childcare provider in in Balbriggan. Um, Mary, when you're listening to to the other Mary and, and to Ruth there, just talk about their experience. Like, why is it that costs have increased so much? Well, listen, I have uh, so many uh, parents like Ruth and Mary. You know, I have parents that would be crying. You know, if they start a new job, saying they don't know how they're going to pay their childcare uh, fees, and we make plans with them. Like Mary was saying, the fees are different. The NCE, uh, the ECCE, you only get it for 38 weeks a year. So their fees, if they um, change, you know, uh, from uh, from uh, term time and holiday time. So what myself and most other providers do is we add that up over the year and divide it by month or week or fortnight. We accommodate parents as much as we can. Um, so that they have the same uh, crash fees every month. Now, I know on the Pat Kenny show this morning, they were talking about Dublin fees. Uh, in, I, I can't remember if they said it was the average was 1,250, but I don't know anyone in our area, like mine, would be 800 per child. Like, that's a huge difference. 
I'm in the business 18 years and I have put my fees up twice in that time. And I know that's because people are struggling. But as you would be, would be aware of, uh, mortgage or bank, everything has gone up. Interest, staff have got uh, pay increases. Everything has gone up. But I've only changed my fees twice. And that was five euros a week, a euro a day, um, both those times, because I had to. Um, so it's, and the reason that we have to charge is our, our rents, our wages, everything stays the same. So we can't just stop charging people. Now, if a, if a child is out for a month, I don't charge them. I give two free weeks a year, and um, then the parents have to uh, pay for the rest. But the, the NCS is a sham, and I think it was uh, Ruth was say, or Mary was saying that she wouldn't be eligible for it. And uh, most people that have their children in crash are uh, it's, most of them. There are two uh, parents working, and that's why their children are in crash. And I think the cutoff is uh, sixty thousand. Uh, if you're earning more than sixty thousand, um, are in and around that figure, you're not entitled to anything. Mm, okay. And um, uh, mine is school age childcare, uh, primarily school age childcare. So the parents, even though they could be awarded 30 hours of 350 an hour, if the child is only actually in from three o'clock because they finish school to six o'clock, they only get those three hours of okay. reward, which is very hard on parents because they think they're entitled to the whole lot. Yeah. And as one of the parents was saying, we have parents sitting out in the car because they don't want to pick their child up until 6.30 to avail of the NCS. And it's not because um, they they want to sit in their car. It's because they have to, to work. They need to get the full... Um, it's the, the full award. Okay. Um, let, let me let me bring in Mary as well, John. John's on the line in Cork and John is also a, a childcare provider there. John, like, it, it's probably not widely surprising, I suppose, that the, the likes of Dublin and, and, and Wicklow and Cork are among the top most expensive um, for childcare in the country. But it seems that each provider can kind of, as Mary described there, how she does things in, in her place, but each provider can sort of decide themselves how they, they want to run it and, and therefore it's obviously different then for parents as they go to use the services. Um, 53106 is the number if you want to get in contact with us. How are you affected by childcare costs? Is there more, Mary Simons, do you think that could be done for parents that are, you know, in a position like Mary that we spoke to a few moments ago that are at a bit of a crossroads now as to whether to keep working? Uh, well, for, it is very hard. The NCS did sound like a good scheme, but the, the money should go directly to the parents and uh, parents are penalised for picking their children up early. So they're putting them into the crash. We have children coming in at 7.30, being picked up at 6 o'clock to get the full award. And if they do that, some parents actually have very, very little childcare to, to pay, um, which, is, which is great. You want it to be subsidised. But the amount of paperwork, I actually have hired somebody and she does my NCS returns and looks after that because it, it, it's incredibly hard. Uh, I just have to say, in, in, since 2019, on average, 100 crashes are closing a year. That's it. I know some are opening, but for example, really quickly, 2019, 196 closed and only 93 reopened. Uh, 2020, 197 closed, only 91 reopened. And 2021, 141 mm, okay, so closed. So that's obviously adding, adding to the problems the, as well. And also what I've noticed, 
to keep my, one of the reasons why I'm keeping my number, my fees down is I have to have more children. I have to be bigger. Okay. Um, the smaller ones are ones closed. J- j- just, just finally to, to Mary. Um, Mary, that, crossroads you're at and there, there's a lot of texts coming in actually from other listeners who say they're in a very similar um, situation or position as you. When do you need to make that decision? Well, um, I'm actually going to be going on maternity leave soon so I'm going to get a bit of time out but obviously this is a massive factor because I have another child to um, to consider. Okay. And like that other caller Ruth was saying that it, it is like it was a bit of a you know I suppose there was, like, we were delighted, obviously, but we were like, oh, my God, <laughs> what's the cost going to be? I suppose we were just getting there in terms of getting them all to school. But, um, and, you know, it's terrible to have to think like that, but that's just the reality of it. Um, but, yeah, I, look, I'm going to take that time to, to think about it and see what I'm going to do, trying to think of myself. But, obviously, if I can at all, I would put the kids first. And I think that we need to invest more time in our children. I think they they do need that. They're, mine are rushed. They're, they they don't get the quality time that they need because at the weekend, you're working all week. You're trying to catch up on practical things like laundry, cleaning your house, you know, get a few hours on a Sunday, but that's it. Yeah. Or, you know, where you are, okay. you're back to Monday morning. It's back to that drill back again. Back to the whole, the whole, whole yeah. thing again. Well, listen, Mary, best of luck. Thanks for, for getting in touch with us in the programme. Ruth as well and Mary Simons there, who is a childcare provider. 53106 is the number. If uh, you want to get in touch, tell us how the childcare costs are impacting your pocket on a weekly and on a monthly basis. We'll try and come back to this a little bit later in the programme. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.